We are thrilled to have everyone with us for a very special Friends Day. And as we often do on the fifth Sundays of the month, we're going to have a special time of worship and song. And I do want to tell you that Phil and I were privileged to be a part of the Vacation Bible School preview that began at 5 and went to 545. And I just want to let you know that when it came time for our children to sing, they were singing very loud. They were showing a lot of enthusiasm. So they've set the bar really high for our fifth Sunday singing. And so let's all be enthusiastic and sing out together as we focus on not only the concept of friendship, but also the friendship that we have in Jesus. It might not surprise you to know that a recent survey done by Leonard Syme has proven that our physical health is directly tied to our family relationships, our relationships with other people in our lives. The more relationships we have that are positive in nature, the better our mental health, the better our emotional health, and the better our physical health. In other words, the better friend we are to others, and the more friends that we have, the better we will feel physically. And that makes sense to us, doesn't it? Because we know that sharing life with friends is something that's positive. Now, you may have been in a situation before where you've needed a friend. I thought it was interesting as I heard a, a quote by the coach Pepper Rogers after a particularly disappointing season. He had all sorts of critics in the newspaper and the media and all sorts of people asking him questions at press conferences. And he finally turned to his wife and he stated that, my dog was my only true friend, and I told my wife that every man needs at least two good friends. And so his wife, being very helpful, of course, bought him another dog. And we've probably all, we've probably all felt at times that our dog was our only true friend. We've, we've had times in our lives where we've really needed friends. And as we sing through some of these songs, these will be familiar songs, songs that we've sung before, but I want us to focus tonight even more so on the words that we're singing as we sing these songs, we're going to focus on our need for friends. And we're also going to focus on Jesus as the perfect friend and the friendship that takes place here. And it's interesting to see a news report come out that emphasizes the value of relationships. You see, the Bible has always valued friendship. And if you would turn with me to the book of Ecclesiastes, we're going to look at an Old Testament passage that shows our need for friendship and positive relationships. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, beginning in verse 9. We read, Two are better than one, because they have a good return for their labor. For if either of them falls, the one will lift up his companion. But woe to the one who falls, when there is not another to lift him up. Furthermore, if two lie down together, they keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? And if one can overpower him who is alone, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not quickly torn apart. As Kevin Mann and Carrie Chapman, Jim Pelfrey... Phil Wagner and Mitch Poskovich lead us in a time of singing. Let's focus on our need for friendship and let's focus on Jesus as our ultimate friend. Number 412. 412. Let's start our singing. Let's stand, please. 412. As I travel through the of my friends who walks with me, 
Be seated, please. <clears throat> Number 800. 800.
Would everyone bow with me, please? Heavenly Father, we come to you at the close of this wonderful Lord's Day. Father, thank you for the beautiful weather today. Father, we hope that the things that were said this morning and the things that are done tonight are acceptable in your sight. Father, thank you for the success of Friends Day. We had quite a few in attendance this morning, quite a few in attendance this evening. Father, we are encouraged to have so many visitors and hopefully they will return regularly. Father, please watch over our troops that are in harm's way because they are the ones that protect and ensure our freedoms each and every day. Father, mostly thank you for the congregation at Mount Juliet. Thank you that we are able to come and meet here unmolested, unlike so many others throughout the world. Father, we want to thank you for David, Phil, Andrew, and the many, many talents that each of those has. Father, thank you for our deacons at Mount Juliet, for without them, a lot of the work would not be seen after. Father, thank you for our elders. Thank you for, the well, for, thank you for their being well-grounded in your word. Thank you for their forward thinking and making this congregation ready for the future. Father, mostly, thank you for your son who came to this earth and took all of our sins so that we may have communion with you. Father, please be with Guy this evening at this time because losing a loved one is hard. Forgive us when we sin, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. next three songs will help us focus on who our greatest friend is. We'll start with number 548. 548, Lily of the Valley. I have found
574. Oh, how I love Jesus. There is a
wonderful thing about the Old Testament is not only does it tell us that we need friends, but it gives us a beautiful example of friendship. And if you have your Bibles, please turn to 1 Samuel chapter 20. 1 Samuel chapter 20. These past couple of songs have helped us focus on our need for a friend and the wonderful friendship we can find in Jesus. But as we read this passage and selected verses from this chapter, I'd like for us to think about our responsibility. We'll become introspective and think about what should we do as friends of Christ. Begin with verse 1 in chapter 20, and we'll read selected verses where we see Saul is after David's life, and Jonathan, Saul's son, and the heir to Saul's throne is going to help David because of his friendship with him. In verse 1 of chapter 20, we read, Then David fled from Naoth to Ramah and came to Jonathan. What have I done? What is my iniquity and what is my sin before your father that he is seeking my life? He said to him, Far from it, you shall not die. Behold, my father does nothing, either great or small, without disclosing it to me. So why should my father hide this thing from me? It is not so. Yet David vowed again, saying, Your father knows well that I have found favor in your sight. And he has said, Do not let Jonathan know this, or he will be grieved. But truly as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, there is hardly a step between me and death. And notice Jonathan's response in verse 4. Then Jonathan said to David, Whatever you say, I will do it for you. We skip down to verse 11 as they work out a plan for Jonathan to warn David. Jonathan said to David, Come and let us go out into the field. So both of them went out into the field. Then Jonathan said to David, The Lord, the God of Israel, be witness. When I have sounded out my father about this time tomorrow or the third day, Behold, if there is good feeling toward David, shall I not then send to you and make it known to you? If it please my father to do you harm, may the Lord do so to Jonathan. And more also, if I do not make it known to you and send you away, that you may go in safety. And may the Lord be with you as he has been with my father. If I am still alive, will you not show me the loving kindness of the Lord that I may not die? You shall not cut off your loving kindness from my house forever. Not even when the Lord cuts off every one of the enemies of David from the face of the earth. So Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David, saying, May the Lord require it at the hands of David's enemies. Jonathan made David vow again because of his love for him, because he loved him as he loved his own life. We have a beautiful example of friendship. Two men who loved each other as dearly as they loved their own lives. And we see here when we skip down to verse 28, what takes place between Saul and Jonathan. As Saul asked in verse 27, Why has the son of Jesse, meaning David, not come to the meal either yesterday or today? Jonathan then answered Saul, David earnestly asked leave of me to go to Bethlehem, for he said, Please let me go, since our family has a sacrifice in this city, and my brother has commanded me to attend. And now, if I have found favor in your sight, please let me go get away that I may see my brothers. For this reason he has not come to the king's table. And then we see Saul's anger in verse 30. Then Saul's anger burned against Jonathan, and he said to him, You son of a perverse, rebellious woman, do I not know that you are choosing the son of Jesse to your own shame and to the shame of your mother's nakedness? For as long as the son of Jesse lives on the earth, neither you nor your kingdom will be established. Therefore now, send and bring him to die, for he must surely die. But Jonathan answered Saul, his father, and said to him, Why should he be put to death? What has he done? Then Saul hurled his spear at him to strike him down. So Jonathan knew that his father had decided to put David to death. The anger had become so great that a father hurled the spear at his own son. And we come to verse 42 as Jonathan warns David. He says, Go in safety, 
inasmuch as we have sworn to each other in the name of the Lord, saying, The Lord will be between me and you, and between my descendants and your descendants forever. Then he rose and departed, while Jonathan went into the city. A wonderful example of the lengths to which friends will go to care for each other and to preserve that relationship. As we think about our perfect friend in Jesus, let's ask ourselves the question as we sing these next few songs, what should we do on our end to show our friendship toward Christ? What are we required to do to fulfill our end of the covenant of being a friend? It's not enough just to have a friend, we need to be one. And let's think about that as we sing these next few songs. Number 699. 586 586 <clears throat> My 
354. 354. We'll sing all four verses of this song, number 354. I
Number 570. We'll sing this immediately followed by Lord Reign in Me, which I believe will be on the screen. I'm going to ask you to stand for these two songs and really sing out. It's a
you'd like to go ahead and mark number 396 in your songbook, Mitch will be leading us in that song in just a moment. Number 396. We've had a wonderful day together, and I hope that this evening we've been able to focus on not only the friend that we have in Christ, but our responsibilities there. We're so thankful for the food that we're going to enjoy in just a few minutes. We're so thankful for Doug Williams, the organization he's put into this day, and all those who have helped him in making this day possible. But you know, the most wonderful thing that could happen on this day is not only for us to meet new friends in the community, to meet new friends that have have come with other members, but the most wonderful thing that could happen has already happened this morning. It could happen again. And that is for someone to become a friend of God, to put Christ on in baptism. It's interesting, one of the most famous pieces of literature ever written, Charles Dickens' A Tale of Two Cities, talks about Charles Darnay and Sidney Carton. And when he writes A Tale of Two Cities, Darnay is a young Frenchman, he's thrown in a dungeon, and he's facing the guillotine the next morning. And you can just imagine how a young man in the prime of his life would feel when facing that reality. Carton, on the other hand, is a a lawyer who has seemingly wasted his life on, on loose living and doing things that he shouldn't have done. He's come towards the end of his life and he realizes his past mistakes. He hears about Darnay being imprisoned and it's interesting that he decides to get through a chain of events. He gets into the dungeon with him. He changes clothes with him. Darnay escapes and Carton is the one who makes his way to face the guillotine the next morning. A man at the end of his life who looked back on wasted years traded places with someone in the prime of his life who's facing punishment. Dickens wrote this after that took place. Greater love has no one than this than one lay down his life for his friend. Now, Charles Dickens was a wonderful writer, and he came up with several original thoughts. But if that sounds familiar to you, it's because Jesus said it first. And he said it in John chapter 15, as he's addressing his apostles before he is entering into the last phase of his ministry. He says in verse 12, This is my commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that one lay down his life for his friends. The most wonderful thing we could do this evening is reflect on the fact that Jesus has shown us the greatest expression of friendship. He's laid down his life for us. And we might ask in response to that, what can we do to become his friend? Well, Jesus answers that question in verse 14. You are my friends if you do what I command you. In other words, if I want to be a friend of Christ, I need to do what He commands me. I need to read through God's Word. I need to look at what it means to become a member of the Lord's church. Read through the New Testament. See what commands Jesus has for me. If I can follow those commands, then I'll be a friend of His. And when I encounter that message, it's going to have to begin with a personal faith. I'm going to have to believe fully And the message of Christ and the message that His apostles spread all throughout the first century that's been recorded through for us, preserved, inspired by the Holy Spirit, not only am I going to have to believe in that, but that belief is going to have to change my life. I'm going to have to decide to turn my life around. To do what in the Bible is referred to as repenting, which is literally just making a 180 and deciding not only am I sorry for the way I've lived, I don't want to live that way anymore. Not only that, but I want to confess Christ, not only once publicly, but every day of my life, confess that I follow Him and that I am His friend. And if I want to make that decision and put Christ on in baptism, I'll come in contact there with the blood of Christ, 
that will cleanse me of my sins, and I can have that kind of relationship John talks about in 1 John. And 1 and verse 7, when we walk in the light, the sea is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ will continually cleanse us of our sins. All that can happen tonight. This may not be the only time the invitation is offered to you, but can you imagine a better time to become a friend of Christ than when you have a room full of people who would love nothing more than to be your new brothers and sisters? We have a wonderful resource here of, of brothers and sisters who love you, even if you are a member of the church and you feel like there's a request you need uh, to make before the congregation. Maybe there's a, a need you feel in your life for forgiveness. If there's any way that you can come forward and restore that friendship, one of the greatest blessings we can ever think of is not only the friendship we have with Christ, but the friendship He gives with fellow brothers and sisters. It's a wonderful resource. That resource is available to every single one of us. And if there's any decision that you need to make tonight, please go ahead.